25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy, John Perlis. Perly, good morning. Good morning, Jay. I got the clubs. I know where they are. I had decent dreams last night. I didn't lose your clubs. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm just ready to go. You're ready to go? I am ready to Let's go. Let's go, then. Let's go. We have formatted the show like a round of golf. The first segment is called On the Range, and the On the Range segment is brought to, our, brought to you by our friends at Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis shops for all its golfing needs. Um, and then we have to do our social media because this is really important, and I, it's really important to me. Really? Yeah. Um, I have a Twitter account. It's at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing, and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing, and Instagram. I don't know. Well, what's been blowing up lately? You keep saying something's been blowing up. Yeah, for some reason, a bunch of people have been hitting me up on Twitter and following me on Twitter. I don't know if I if I got arrested or if I did something. What, this is what so happened? embarrassing. I don't even. I mean, I know Twitter because I hear Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but what does that mean? So they're saying things to you, or they're just oh, watching they you? Oh, they follow or... me, so they're waiting for me to say something. <laughs> have you said anything? <laughs> no, not okay. really. No, I um. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight you'll say yeah, something. Yeah, maybe I'll say something like, uh, you know, meet. Give me some. Give me some Twitter love. Like well, you, you, you know Twitter. Who do you love to follow on Twitter? Oh my goodness, there are so many good people on Twitter. Um, Who's the best follower? Oh, like comedians, athletes. What do you What do you want here? Who's your guy? Who's your guy? You got to go to. You got your sports go. Who's your okay. sports go to? Locally, I love Danny Mac. He's always yeah, snarky. He's yep. on top of always everything. Yeah, the, yep. the 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 just yep. under the radar jabs yep. that he can take. Yeah, but he's professional at all times. Danny Mac is the bomb. He's, he's tremendous. Love Danny Mac. How about um, out of the golf or uh, sports world? Oh gosh. You got a little off-color one, Meat, that uh, you don't want to tell anybody about? Like, I'm following that guy. He's not going to give it up, I can tell. I, I like some of the I like some of the Barstool guys that cover the, the, the cover the barstool, golf. Yeah, the yeah. Barstool sports, um, yep. I, I like the off-the-wall stuff. I don't follow as many golfers yeah, specifically. Yeah, so screw, forget golf. How about just not even sports? You follow anybody outside of sports? Or just some a, a comedian or, a, uh, or a, so any, any uh, musicians or... Yeah, one one uh, one athlete I love is Alex Bregman, with the Houston Astros. Third baseman, Houston, he's yeah. a stud. He's, by the way, he's he at is the top of his game. Stud. He's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 honest, which I think is hard for a lot of athletes on social media because there's so much backlash. Right. But he just lets it fly. He gives his opinion all the time, and and he can have fun with it too. Right on. Okay, that's so that, that's social media, bro. Yeah, what do you think I, about that? I, that's why I know exactly why I don't follow it right, right there. Well, I mean, I see people take you. pictures I'd of their food. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pictures and they and food. they go, hey, uh, I'm with John and Jay are going over to so and so bar, and we're with meat, and we're gonna. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody. Well, I'm at the Walmart. I'm at the Walmart. You know, throw food at people and stuff. I'm at the Walmart looking for peas and dragging my kids around here and yeah. they talk about all that. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, I'm gonna eat my food and I'll hang out and you know try to be anonymous. But anyway, all right, so. Get back um, on it here. Yeah, let's uh, uh, general over, overview of the show. Uh, Pearl, we're going to go to – let's just go right now. Justin. We're going to go down to Justin. 
He's been a, a great uh, source of, uh, of fixing your uh, golf game down at Golf Tech. So this is Justin Hoagland. Thanks, Jay. Uh, the topic today is on how to effectively practice. At Golf Tech, we allow our students to practice using our technology, reviewing their swings, and developing skills of new movement on a weekly basis, along with taking weekly lessons, of course. And when golfers first come to us, they all say, I, I want to become more consistent. We hear that all the time. What I try to accomplish with them is how to develop uh, that consistency over time and in a way that breaks down their flaws and creates lasting change through slow motion, attentive practice. And most of our listeners have perhaps heard of the four stages of what's called reflective competence. And let me just briefly mention that it's unconscious competence, means I don't know what I'm doing, conscious competence, which means I, I know that I don't know, uh, conscious competence, which means I know what I know, that's the learning and effort phase, and unconscious competence means what I know becomes second nature, and that's what we're trying to get with our students. Our goal as instructors is really to coach you to become more self-studiers of your swing, helping you to make more to, uh, uh, to effectively change what it is we're trying to change, and the ball flight ultimately is what we're trying to change. So at Golf Tech, we really try to enhance that for our members. I would encourage everyone to look into us uh, in, in how we can make your uh, swing lasting through effective practice. Really what we call that is reflective competence and, and, and improving your practice skills along the way. And Justin, thanks so much. Uh, really great stuff. Well, we've got a couple editions of Whack and Chase. Yeah, yep, we do. We are, um, you know, we are actually finding people are calling us and asking us about their golf game. We're having a little fun They're with it. Fun. Yeah, They're having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some laughter some going on. Yep, yep, there sure is. Um, so we got a couple of those coming up. We've got, uh, we're going to talk about the FedEx Cup. We're going to clarify some of the stuff about the FedEx Cup. We're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs. If you don't know about the playoffs, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, oh, because the FedEx Cup is what to follow. You mentioned a couple of shows yeah. again. You know, we're, we've run out of the majors now. Yeah. But there's still a lot to pay attention yeah, to. No, Even no if you're not a, uh, a golf geek, it's fun to just kind yeah. of see who's on the bubble. And you're watching these guys putt for their financial lives and their, and their futures. But it's so different. Instead of just like the last week of the year, which is what it was for forever, now it's kind of week after week there's this elimination process that you're going to explain later. Yeah. But it's fun to see guys under pressure that's so immense, they, oh. they start acting like I do and average golfers do. Well, you know what's cool, Pearl, is next week I'm going to Jacksonville, I'm doing PGA Tour Live, and I've got the last tournament of the year before the FedEx Cup playoffs start. It's the Wyndham Championship so how many down guys, in Greensboro. I know we're going to get into this, but how many guys get into that final? So what are they vying for? 125 the guys. If you make the top 125, you're basically sp splitting $60 million. Amongst those 125. Yeah. But then those uh, 125 and, and is playing so one we'll, more week, we'll, and you we'll get some of those that. are getting yep, cut. Right, right, you're going right, to talk right, about we'll that talk later. About okay. that. Yep, we'll talk about that. But most importantly, we've got a new date. For our next Mike Duffy Bingo. happy hour. Bingo. Yep. So we're gonna we're teeth. That's called Pearl. Just so you understand, you know where I'm. <laughs> Don't throwing puff your chest out yeah, when you oh, tell yeah, me this. I am. That's called a tease. Is that me? You were telling. Oh you're trying to help got me. it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's called perfect. a tease. So He's a radio I'm pro. teasing everybody right now. We're gonna we're gonna have a you're little tease for right. Yeah. So we got our Mike Duffy saying that'll come in the 19th hole because Mike and his restaurant sponsor that. So. um 
Yeah, I've also got to talk. We're going to give a little recap. Uh, a few weeks back, we had my buddy Phil uh, Franks on. He He's the CEO of Logistics, but he also has that really cool racing team. And his wife is stricken with Alzheimer's, and they put the, the names of the folks on there. We're going to get a little update about what they're uh, going through and uh, how the racing team's done. And then we're also going to talk about a couple things that I, I'm, I'm almost certain most people don't know about. But one's called the Wyndham Top Ten. And the other is called the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge. So, so it's amazing to me that there's that many cool things. I'm so glad you're going over there. There's so many cool things to just kind of pay attention to. If nothing else, to see how guys that are on the verge of doing something in those different avenues, how they react. It's just fun. It's yeah, different. Yeah, I always yeah. tease you about guys, pros don't like to have anything different. There's all, there's all kinds of changes and opportunities. It throws them off their regular pace of their game, and it's fun to see how they react. Yeah, the other thing that we talked about a, a show ago or two was, um, you know, these opposite field events. You know, there's these opportunities for guys playing professional golf right now are just outstanding. I mean, back in when 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 I was playing and, and you were playing and stuff, <laughs> it was like it's the PG Tour nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's the Goosey Tour, there's the Golden State Tour, and those things were like a wing and a prayer. And you, do you remember, this is a fun story, do you remember sitting in a room down in some lousy... There was about 2,000 nights, so keep going. Club keep going. Down in Florida and have J.C. Goosey stand in front of you, who the namesake of the tour that you and I were yeah, trying I to remember. figure out how to play on. We just got out of college. There wasn't much for us to play in. We're going down and we're living in outside of Orlando in a, Kissimmee. In a little Kissimmee, Florida. And um, he said to us, I'll never forget this. He said, boys, just want you to make sure you're clear. I know what you're going to say. The leading money winner on this tour is me, J.C. Goosey. Because he ran the tournament. Because he ran the tournament. <laughs> so y'all can play the best golf you, you, you can possibly play, but you're not going to make more money than me. So here's two Midwest guys that play golf at UCLA, and we're down there playing in Florida, and we're playing the Bermuda. Getting playing our ass handed to us. On the Bermuda. Week in and week out on that Bermuda, because you and I didn't know what in the hell to All do I in that Bermuda grass. Sometimes I'd hit that putt in the Bermuda, and it would go half as far as I thought, and another time I'd hit it in the Bermuda, and it would go twice <laughs> as far as I thought. Yeah. It was, um, it was something. But you know what, Jay? Obviously, the money mattered, and we saw what the money was. But we played because we freaking love to play golf, and we wanted to be able to play on the tour someday. I mean, I got to tell you, you Pearlie and I were renting a little house. It was (laughs) – we're not even going to go there. This was a house. All right, we'll just leave it at that. And we come back, and inevitably, he'd be paired in the morning, and I'd be paired in the afternoon, so we'd see each other in the morning. We'd rendezvous back at this place at night, and we would sit down, and Pearlie was a beer guy. And I was not. So I was drinking water. Oh, meh. Water? Nah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Tito's in it. Yeah, I so, don't know. So close Maybe enough, a though. little bit. Yeah. It's all and clear. we'd be talking, I mean, in the stories, I mean, I remember one, one, one time we, we, I don't know, I think you played in the morning and I was playing in the afternoon. Second day, I'm like, hey, Pearl, how'd you do? You know, and you were like, ah, oh, I shot, you know, 70, 71, which is, what, uh, three under par, and I sh- which I remember shooting like 68, 69. It was like seven under par, and I made like $320. Pearly made like $180, and the guy that won was a guy named Dick Mast who beat – I was seven under par. He was what? He shot 61, 62. Yikes. 
I'm like, somebody give me a ticket yeah. out of Florida. I, I, I thought I played. I thought oh my God. It was I mean, windy for 36 holes. I didn't play great. Was that by Orange Tree? Bro? Yes, Orange yep. Tree. You bet. Never forget. And I and I didn't. I certainly didn't play great, but I didn't play bad. I, I'm only 20 back. It was a 36 well, hole. And, and here's the deal, Meat. We had to put up. How much did those tournaments cost us? I think 500. weren't they 500? That seems like a lot, but maybe it was. I don't. I tried to. I tried to. Uh, to like give me myself the electrocardio shock treatment and get that out of my brain forever because it was such I'm like wait a minute how are you guys beating us and then we find out me these guys live for these events yeah. they don't even go anywhere else remember David Knipe do you yes, remember the I name do, David Knipe this dude was like a kind of a fat he was a good guy but he was a good player but he only played in like four courses you got played by a golf shark is that, oh. is that what you're well, saying? Well, yeah, and they played that area. You're right. You're right, Meat. And, and you know, there was a couple of them that made it out of there. I can remember Azinger playing some of those. Yep. He clearly made it out of there. Yep. Mass certainly did well on regular tour, decent, and then had a decent senior tour. But to your point, Jay, very few of the guys made it out of there. Just as we couldn't play the Bermuda, they couldn't play anything Anywhere else. Anywhere else. They had four courses <laughs> like, uh, nope, that's uh, out of our wheelhouse. We're not. Right, I'll tell you what, who I did play down there with, which is very, very fond memories because I got to be a little bit friends and saw him through the years when I cared if he was Kenny Perry. I played with Kenny. Kenny uh, and I played, I think, our first professional tournament each. No. We played together at Cypress Creek. I made everything I looked at and hit every shot bad. <laughs> Kenny hit every shot good. And missed, and missed everything every he looked at. He, looked yeah. at. he couldn't and, put in the ocean back in those his days. His dad was caddying for him, as I think his dad did early in yep. some of the tour events, yep. and just got to be, you know, I'm not pretend I'm best friends with Kenny, but it was it was fun Very through good the friends. years. He was always nice to come up and say hi, and reminisce a little bit, and just a, one of those great guys on the tour. And, and, and he, we are talking about a guy that's made over forty million dollars now playing golf, and he's got one shot meet, and it's a duck hook. Yeah, or, or it's a kind draw. of a hook. Well, it, it's pretty good. It's a big hook. <laughs> but he's also the kind of a classic guy that kind of had some perspective. He was a family guy, and he yep. wanted to work on his cars. Yep. He played golf so that he could raise a family yep. and work on his cars. Yep. He was also involved in his church a little bit, I think, yeah. and, and yeah. he, he liked that aspect. And so, uh, man, he, he is nice a man. good guy. Nice, nice, man. nice to see him yep. do well. Yep. And he's also uh, kicked a little little tail on the Champions Tour as well, won the Senior Open yes, and, and things like that. So, um, well, let me give a quick recap on Phil Frank's before yep. we go to um, the front nine. Well, give um, us an update. Remind Phil, us. Yeah, Phil's the CEO and founder of Logistics, so they do that legal work uh, and legal documents for, for law firms. Um, he has a racing team, and the racing team is the letter R, the number two, and endalz.org. So go to this website. It's a great website. It's just on it. Jim Nance has a great spot on there because, as we all know, Jim Nance's father was stricken with Alzheimer's. And that's why Jim Nance started all of his broadcasts with Hello Friends, because his dad was listening to him and wanted to know friends but didn't know his own son's voice. Anyway, so Phil came on the show. The coolest thing is Phil has this opportunity. You could do it right on his website to get your name of your loved one, their birth date, they could be alive. They could have passed. Whatever you can memorialize them. It's just a way of really trying to bring some some attention to this cause. So Phil's that they've had three races since they've been on, and unfortunately, it hasn't been. It's not been awful, but it hasn't been great. 
they uh, they had one race. He t- Phil told me they're running first about midway through the race, and uh, they slowed down because there was some sort of shenanigans going on with another car, and somebody ran them right off the road and crashed the car and broke something <laughs> called their like rear suspension. Which you know I'm not a car guy, so that pretty much took them out of the race. They didn't even get any points. And then he went to Toronto and finished sixth, and then they were ninth in Connecticut. And so they're currently 31 points uh, out of first place with three races left. But more importantly, first of all, Phil Frings is a rock star. This guy is one cool dude, okay? And the other thing is they've got 60 names on the car. When we were doing our show, they had like 30. Oh, that's great, Jay. And their their goal is 150. Anybody can uh, put a name on there if this is important to them. It's it's like a two hundred dollar donation. It's tax deductible. It's a it's a great cause. Praise you know the universe that you and I don't have anyone yep. afflicted with this uh, uh, horrific um, illness. And uh, but Phil's doing a uh, and, and and here's folks. Why am I talking about Phil? And why are we even talking about this on a golf show? Because this guy loves and supports golf, and he uses golf in any way he can to bring awareness to these causes. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And um, creative if, guy, creative guy. Yeah, we and love if we that. can, and if we can help, you know, folks with this and bring more attention to his website. Again, it's the letter R, the number two, e n d and a l z dot org. And um, it's a cool website. And um, he's got a uh, his his main driver is a guy named Nick Gallant. He was a 2016 champion. And if you're a race, you love racing, and you happen to want to look at that, they got some cool picks on there. Nick's got to get 2016 back in his sights and uh, have a great yep. finish. Right on. Good. Right on. So um, that's going to do it for the On the Range segment. Uh, stay with us. This is um, Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Come back and we will jump to the front nine. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, 
a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here to bring you this segment we call, excuse me, the front nine. Please reach out to us with your questions, comments, requests at jay at j-a-y-d-e-l-s-i-n-g-g-o-l-f dot com. Each week, if we read or select your email, we'll read it on air. The winner will will receive golf for two at Gateway National Golf Club. Compliments of Walters Golf Management. Today's question is from Brad. Jay, I got to laugh at this question. You can tell he's pretty frustrated here. Yep. His question is, what the heck do I do when I have a downhill lie? Period, exclamation point. Right, right, right. That's the question. Okay, so Brad, first of all, thanks for the question. Second of all, as a general rule of thumb, try to get your shoulders matching up to the terrain that you're dealing with. So you got a downhill lie. I'm going to assume you're a right-handed golfer. This is, and assuming that you're a right-handed golfer, you're going to have to get your left shoulder considerably lower than your right. John, it's one of the things... When we played on tour, we saw more good players screw this up than ever before. I remember us screwing it up in particular. Who? I remember us. It's a, it was a team thing. Me? Even back then, that you, there wasn't too Are many. Are you saying I hit a bad shot? <laughs> there wasn't too many guys that looked at it as a team, but you and I did. I think that's why we got we, along so well. Now it's popular. They all say we or my team, whatever, but you and I did. Jay, what hole was that? It was a Tucson Nationals, a short par four, kind of downhill, slight dog leg left. 13. 13th yep. hole. And I can remember yep. you'd hit that five wood, seemed like perfect. Every darn time you'd yep. have, I don't know, 110-ish, 120-ish, something like that in there from that. But a downhill hanging lie. I remember this specifically and, and, and hit it all over the place. Half the time wasn't on the green. And yeah, I can no remember doubt. after, I don't know, eight years doing it, I said, hey, let's let's have a different plan here hey, yeah, and right. talk about it. And that was kind of one of the starts of, of us planning those couple of shots or a couple of holes that were so awkward, but we talked specifically about this. And here's the deal. Downhill lie, ball moves forward. Moves for right-handed golfers, moves towards your left foot. Uphill lie, shoulders go reversed. Right shoulder lower than your left, ball back towards your right foot. Swing. Just swing after but that. But stay with you- it and let the ball come out, quote, lower than your eye wants it to come out. The problem was... I We're, think you would kind of get in there, be you know not parallel to the ground, and, and try to in, in help essence, it. Help it up. We and were dead, dead, all the dead. Time. Thinner fat, thinner yep. fat, yep. and dead. So appreciate you remembering that, bro. That's dead. awesome. Was it dead? Frustrated. <laughs> dead. Brutal. Here's a birdie hole. And we're making bogeys. God, that bag just got so heavy. We make bogey with the legs oh, in our hands. I, anyway. I can remember looking back at at, at Pearly going. Oh, man, I feel like you were carrying, like, a Volkswagen every once in a while. And then, on the other hand, 
Like when we were down in Alabama and I had the best round I've ever played on tour, I couldn't even keep up with you. Yeah, He's like the lead dog in the pack. I'm like, Pearly, <laughs> throw me my putter. You know, you would be so like much, 50 no, yards ahead of me. When you were rolling out, it was just so much fun to be in it. And you were rolling a lot. It was uh, it was fun times. But, yeah, really getting with that, the hill, the side hills, plugging into that type of stuff, being a little bit more fair to yourself on the expectations, yep. those all helped a lot. Okay, well, so back to answering Brad's question. Yeah, no, that's 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 what it is. And then you've got to get used to swinging. You've got to mm-hmm. just get used to it. It's a different little feel. When the when you've got that downhill lie, your backswing is going to feel much more like a chop because with your left shoulder lower than your right, the club's going to get lifted up abruptly. But it needs to in order to swing down that that it feels that abrupt, grade. relative to right. speaking, but it's not abrupt no. to the slope. That's... Otherwise, if you don't do that, you're going to naturally bottom out mm-hmm. a good, solid foot behind the ball, and nobody wants to do yep, that. That's exactly nope. right. Nope. That's uh, so, Brad. That mm-hmm. is the answer. Uh, best of luck, and call. Get back to us. And you let know us what, know Jay, how that works. A lot of times at the end of ranges, you can find a severe uphill or downhill yep. lie. Go practice some of those on the range, too. Get a bit of a feel for it so that when you go on the course, it's it's not just this theoretical. And, Pearl, even off the side of the putting green, you yes, can get in there yes. and just drop a couple balls if they allow chipping on that putting green and just feel that. And it, you will not believe how beautifully your club will move through the grass mm-hmm. once you get your shoulders the yep. way they're meant to be. Yep, right on. Yeah, very good. All right, so, hey, we are moving to... Whack and chase. Is this your favorite part of this it is, show? It or is what? my favorite. It's just yeah. fun. It's fun yeah. to hear people's stories. It's fun to hear kind of where people's heads are at with things. I think we're starting to do a pretty good job asking questions, some kind of goofy, fun questions to kind of get them out of their shell. And we've we've put some nice episodes together. Okay, cool. So we'll let the people have their own opinions yeah, about sorry. our nice episodes. <laughs> uh, but um, so we we've modeled this idea after the popular um show car talk and um we call it whack and chase so let's go over to whack and chase right now all right fellas the people are loving whack and chase christo is this week's caller on the line right now hey christo how are you very good how are you guys doing today great christo hey thanks so much for uh for calling into whack and chase where are you from christo from uh, Effingham, Illinois. Effingham, Illinois. We keep getting calls from Effingham, Illinois. Man, we are big over there. We got to be big somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Crystal, what uh, what's your question today? What are you what are you kind of looking for for uh, Jay to uh, for us to diagnose and Jay to solve? Yeah. What can we help you? What's the most pressing thing you'd like help with your golf game? So right now, uh, with my putting game, I tend to have a case of the yips. I have uh, tried everything from. Uh, you know, changing my putter grip, trying to get a uh, a longer shaft on my putter, everything, but uh, I, I can't seem to to shake them from you know three foot putts. Uh, they just they they keep going around the hole. So no pun intended. Shake the yips. Is that what you're trying to do here? Yeah, I'm trying exactly. <laughs> shake the yips. Have you tried Jack Daniels? <laughs> but I, I have not. I have not tried that, but that that, that might be good medication. Well, we'll leave that for Plan B. But are you thinking the night before with the Jack Daniels, Jay, or the day of? Oh, or I'm during? thinking during and the day uh, of. Okay, yeah, well, like, sometimes thinking, that over the night before, you yeah. kind of put you in a place where you don't really care about. Really, anything. you're just trying I've to stand up. I never felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait a remember second. Remember back in the college days oh, when we would play with my father about six uh, o'clock in the morning at uh, PV? Oh, yeah, and still having like a stamp on our hand from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from whatever like what is coastal that from? bar yeah, we were in. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, okay, so, Crystal, give us a little background, bud. Uh, um, 
Give us uh, what's your handicap? Um, uh, how tall are you? You know, just give us some some things that we can hang our hat on over over here. Gotcha. Yeah. Handicap so I am, how tall uh, he is? That's pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that leaves it wide open for you, Krista. You could talk about like your elementary school teacher, and you would be in the realm of what we just asked you. <laughs> well, we want to keep yeah. it vague over here. Well, we're we're not. I don't know how much you listen to the show, Krista, but we screw up our facts, and we're we're somewhere in the ballpark. On some things, but not all of them. Right. <laughs> so, so to give you an idea on my physique. I'm I'm five eleven. Um, I have a dad bod. Uh, so so not 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 super fit, but not not unfit, I would say. Um, and uh, I, uh, I I you know I'm a ten probably ten eleven handicap. Uh, hit the ball decent. You know my my driver and irons are good. It's it's really the the, the putter that holds me back. That's good. How long have you been playing? So, have you been playing golf most of your life? And are you an athletic yeah, yep. guy? Did you play other sports? Yes. Uh, I, I, I like to consider myself athletic. I don't know if other people consider me athletic. Are you married, Christo? I am, yes. Does, does your wife consider you athletic? Uh, yes, but that's probably because she is not an athlete at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on so to this hopefully, one. Hopefully she's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Good one. That's very good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so I mean, the the, the one thing that the, you know, part, I, I've been trying the claw recently, um, as opposed to just your typical putter grip, and that's helped slightly. But it's you know, I don't, I feel like I've lost my the touch. You know, getting the ball, it's either way past or way short with that. So, Crystal, are you having the yips on thirty, forty foot putts as well? Um. <laughs> From 30 or 40 foot, I, I don't even think I can really, you know, get it within. I'm typically getting it maybe five feet. I'm getting it close to five foot to the hole. So it's not, I'm not getting it super close. So I don't even know if I can consider saying I'm getting the yips from there. It's mostly, I start to feel it when I'm, you know, within five, five foot of the hole. Is it all the time or just when you, do you ever, are you playing tournaments or playing a Nassau with your buddies? Do you, if you're out there in the evening just putting around or playing nine by yourself or something, do you yip it then or just when it matters? Yeah, so you you know when I when I'm hitting for double bogey, no, I don't usually have it. It's usually I'm going for par, and especially birdies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it's a, it's only a yip when it matters. Exactly, that's yep. a big clue. That's a big clue. It, it, it absolutely is. And so, um, mm, how long has this been going on? Uh, I would. It's it has it it has never been a part of my golf. Or never not been a part of my golf. Game. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Well, my hat is off to you for hanging in there, yeah. man. That is not a fun thing. <laughs> now, when to... you're playing other sports, you're playing other sports. Let's say you're shooting hoop or you're playing, I don't know, uh, a tennis or something like that. Do you find yourself yipping in those sports too? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I, you know, I don't know if it's just the fact that golf is more of a, a head game. You know, you're not just. You know, with with tennis, you know, I play I play pickleball actually, um, and with pickleball, you know, you're just kind of reacting to the ball, and so you're not really having to think much. And I don't know if it's just the in between the ears that's that's affecting. Oh, there's me. no yeah. question. There's a little between the ears. So, how how much of a freak out do you have before you even like when does when does the anxiety start hitting you? Other than when you get to the golf course in the morning, because I'm sure it's like <laughs> in the back of your mind. But when does that anxiety and the palms start sweaty? When does that start happening when you're uh, uh, on the putting green? I mean, uh, as soon as you're yeah. in this occasion or when you've already, say you hit a nice shot up there, and, oh, man, I got this three-footer for birdie, and already you're thinking, oh, hell, I can't make this thing. 
Right. I would say that it's probably when I'm taking my practice swings on the green. So, you know, I, I've read the, I've read it. I, I think I know where it's going to go, but I'm not feeling it then. But I say right when I step over the top of the ball, uh, that's typically when it starts to So it's kind of interesting. In. kind of interesting if you think about it. You hit the shot. You walk up there. You're kind of excited. You read it. You go through everything. You're ready to go. And then you go, oh, yeah, I got the yips. Is that basically how it goes? <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Oh, dude. I, I'm thinking he should run up and hit it like super fast before he has time. Like Chevy and Fanana. Yeah, and Fa- he's definitely a Fanana guy. Yeah, I mean, I say you walk. For sure. You read the green when you're walking up from like 10 or 15 yards. You look at the other guys and say, I'm gonna, I'm putting out. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, uh, Christo, they change rules of golf for you, so you don't even have to take the flag out. You can just yes. kind of yeah, smash I, I that thing. He just walks and goes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Well, let's. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Jay's edging this to solve this here's, thing. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. No, okay. no, no. If if there's, um, first of all, let me ask you another question. What's worse, the anxiety that you're going to have the yips or missing the putt? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I've had the yips before, and what happened? The mental yeah. crapola that I put myself through, and for me, Christo, it would happen on my way to the course. I'd be like, I cannot. I do not want to putt. I hate putting. And I love, typically, I love to putt. But when I've been in that mode, I'm like, oh, man, you just almost can't hit it close enough. You know? So what's worse? Are you running through this whole movie in your head about, oh, man, I got the yips before you hit the putt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I, that that's really hard to answer. I, I I'd say you know it happens both ways, but I would say that you know whenever I have a if I if I put the ball within five foot and I have an, a birdie opportunity, I know when I'm riding in the cart <laughs> up to yeah, the green right, right that, that, that that I have the yips and that, yeah this is <laughs> this is like this right. is likely going to get really close but probably not drop. Okay, so, so yeah, I got I a question. Say, I got another question for you. Stand up right now. You're right-handed, right? Okay, so Christo, basically right hand, jumpy on the putter, or left hand? I'm assuming right hand. Uh, will, you, will you repeat that? Right hand, or is it your right hand or your left hand? It gets jumpy on the putter as you come through. Like where? Uh, so it's my, it would be, I would think it's my, I think it's my left hand. I think he's thinking it's his brain, and you're talking about left hand and right hand. Yeah, no, well, there's a couple components to this, okay, because okay, okay. I'm assuming, you know, most people from Effingham aren't completely certifiable and crazy other than maybe you, right, Pearly? No, so here's here's what I'm going to say. I'm I'm 99% convinced that the yips, Christo, are all created out of aiming poorly. So what I mean by that is your putter is not aimed where you want it to be aimed. I agree with this. And what happens is you want you know your brain knows where you want this ball to go and the only way you have a chance of making this thing is to make some sort of strange weird opening i'm assuming it's opening typically it's opening of the putter it's like a subconscious move to correct the putter right and it it absolutely is and so what i want you to do if it's your left hand or right hand that gives you the trouble stand up right now and mimic a putting motion and you can move your hands through that area and it won't flinch i'm 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 a hundred percent sure of that what happens is it gets you get a ball down in front of you then you get a putter in your hand and all of a sudden you have this oh man i'm playing an old tape that says I got the yips. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would do is I would go on the putting green and I would get a sharpie line on my ball 
So have you seen those lines on your ball that you can get, Christo, that you can? Yep. Okay, so do that, but do not in any way, shape, or form putt towards a hole. Just all I want you to do, I don't want you to have the fear of making or missing the putt. I want you to just roll this ball. Okay. Okay. But the reason why the line's going to do twofold, bud, it's going to it's going to make you line the. What, do you have an arrow or a dot or something on the top of your putter to help you with aim? Yep, an arrow or a line. Yeah. Cool. So you match those two lines up, and the first thing you're going to notice is that that doesn't look right when you match them up. I promise you, you're, I'd say you got an 85% chance of aiming too far left. I have seen people with the yips aim too far right, but not very often. Typically, it's, it's, it's too far left, so you're too open. But whichever it is, when you line those, that putter and that line on that ball up and you look at that relationship with the putter and the ball, you're going to go, what? No way. No way. You're going to go, this is, a, this is a whole new world. And what mm-hmm. we want for you, bud, is a whole new world because the old world you're living in sucks, right? <laughs> the old world yep. of that putter sucks. And so what I want you to do, it could be that easy, and you could start rolling the ball great immediately, okay? If you don't, and you may not, then I want you to try a couple of things. First of all, check your grip pressure in your putter. I'm also going to bet – barely a dollar that you are squeezing the living tar out of that putter grip <laughs> i bet it is especially as you get a little more conscious of these of these yips i want you to i want you to test that and if 10 is a white knuckle and as hard as you can grab it and a one is this putter's going to fall out of my hand i want you to go at like a three or four okay wow the first thing that's going to do for you, Cristo, it's going to relax all these muscles that are so tense. Get some dynamic and in that so stroke. so tight. Yep. And, and I want you to swing that, that putter head with no ball in the way and just watch it swing. Okay, and watch it swing. And then the, the, the next thing you're going to have to do is try to hit some putts with your eyes closed or have hit some putts looking at the hole. And hit and actually hit putts, hit contact. Mm-hmm. You will not yip. Spieth was putting maybe, maybe the best of anybody in the world, and he was doing that for a while. So no question, that's a very legitimate thing. The other thing to remember is our brains can only hold one thought at a time. So your thought is something like smooth, ice, cool, whatever. You don't let yip come into into your mindset. So as soon as you hit that shot close to the hole, all you're thinking is smooth, 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 or whatever makes you feel good, and then do all the other things Jay said. And like you said, we're 99% sure. So if you're that one percenter, Crystal, I don't, don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you. But the other thing is, if you're standing over the putt and you get those thoughts, run into your, run over to a golf cart and get a wedge. And I seriously I you say run over and get a beer. I'm I, I get sure a beer too. <laughs> get two beers. You have two hands. So that's why you have two hands. And Cristo, grab your wedge, and I want you to. I would much prefer yeah. you to try to belly this thing with a wedge than try to hit those putts with the yips in your brain. You'll get a wedge in your hand and go, uh, all of a sudden I don't yip. Because you'll be so focused on trying to hit that ball solidly that the yip's going to be hey, so... And if you can remember all this stuff, yeah. you're golden. Good luck There's to nothing you. Nothing else, we change, change the music in your head. That's what we're after here. Thanks a lot, Crystal. Hope yeah. you like that, that. Does that sound like something you can do? No, it certainly does. You know, I, I am a little disappointed. I was hoping for just free advice. Now I'm going to have to go buy one of those uh, line things for my ball. But I, I, th- I think it'll be well worth it. So I, I do appreciate it, guys. Actually, you don't have to. You can just freehand the line on there. You only need it about an inch long. And it's uh, if it's a little wobbly, who cares if it's a little squiggly? Uh, I, have the, I have the yips. Don't you know I can't draw? So you have the yips with your, with your marker. Uh-oh. That's for a different show. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thanks for calling, Thank you. Bye-bye.
Well, Christo, that was phenomenal. Thanks for calling in. Pearl, that was fun. That's why we're doing Whack and Chase yeah. right there. That yeah. was just to get a story or two, have some fun. Christo had some fun with it. I really appreciated his time You can tell energy. that Christo had a serious mental that's too bad. mind bender going on. Because here's a guy hitting good drives, you yeah. said, good iron shots, and then just you get into that funk. But the advice that you gave him yep. is right, and, yep. and it could really help him enjoy golf that much more. Yep, we hope it does. Well, that's going to wrap up the uh, front nine. We're going to pause for a moment so you can hear a couple of uh, messages from the folks that sponsor us here at Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314 314- Six two eight two zero one five. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. This is uh, Jay Delsing. Got my buddy Pearly here with me, and we are on the back nine. Pearly, and I got to thank Whitmore Country Club for being the title sponsor of our show. Um, man. I feel like we know these guys well. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join Whitmore, you get um, privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. The card fees are included in that membership. And 90 holes of golf. That's, that's, that's a lot of golf. No food or beverage minimums, no assessments, 24-hour fitness center, uh, large pool complex, tennis courts, they got some great social calendars out there. Their their uh, holiday parties are 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 rocking out there. There's picnics, date nights, live music. There's a kids club which is being becoming so popular with the country clubs around the country, where you can come, drop your kids off, you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, whomever can go play a little golf, go have a nice dinner. The kids get to go play with other kids, go swimming, play golf, whatever the the kids want to do. There's also junior golf, junior tennis, swim teams available for the kids. It's basically all about the family out of Whitmore. Plus, all, it's all about the family. Plus, Jay, if you want to learn how to play golf and you're playing a bunch of different golf courses, that helps a lot. Nah, no doubt about it. And then we got to talk about Bummer, our boy Bummer. we got to get Bummer back on the show. Great guy. Uh, he's in the golf shop. He's the assistant pro. He is terrific. He'll tell you about the golf leagues, the skins games, the member tournaments, and things like that. But... Um, Go to uh, uh, call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. Yeah, Whitmore's been great, and uh, we appreciate their support. Let's go back. We got another version of Whack and Chase. You guys are going to have to pay for some long-distance rates. A call all the way from Dallas for Whack and Chase. Hey, Patrick, thanks for joining us. Uh, Dallas, Texas, huh? Well, yeah, it's a little bit uh, a little bit hotter than where you guys are, isn't it? Yeah, hey, really appreciate you calling in. Uh, thanks for joining us. Patrick, uh, what's what's your question for Jay? Where do you need uh, the most help in your golf game? Well, um, I, you probably get this question quite a bit, but I, I would say 
um, you know, hitting from the top uh, and then coming over the top. I mean, that's definitely my biggest problem, with, so, without question. So tell us a little bit about what's your handicap and a little bit about your golf game so Jay can kind of get a feel for kind of uh, what level you're at. My handicap, um, probably about a 20. Um, I've been playing for three or four years. Um, picked it up just to, you know, to meet people at the local club. And um, How's that going? Have you met anybody fun? I have. I've met a lot of people. Right yeah. on. There's well, a met, lot of fun to be had on the golf course, right? There is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, where, where do you go from there, Jay? So he's uh, – uh, So you shoot – so so are we talking predominantly, Patrick, about tee shots? Your driver, yeah, I mean, those, or, or is it basically you have this sense that you're kind of throwing the club from the top, you know, with everything in the bag? Everything. It's okay. worse. It's worse with the driver, but yeah, every okay. shot. So okay. just real briefly, then give us a hint of what what the ball is doing: high, low, fade, pull, slice. What's what's happening? Well, I wish it did the same thing every time. Uh, so what'd you call that, but, Jay? What, hang on one second, Patrick. <laughs> Jay had a name for that. When I'd caddy for him on the tour. And we'd have one of these guys, not like you, that said they're you know an eight handicap. And after about five holes, a guy showed us every shot in the book except for the one that went near the hole. What'd you call right. that, Jay? We call it. We 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 call it that he added stuck on widespray with his egg beater, baby. His, you remember yeah, egg right, beater? Right. I was gonna, gonna get to that. We'd have it on widespray. You know how you have that little nozzle on your um, on your little spray can where you can focus your little pinpoint thing, and then the other one goes like in all directions, and then. You know, that's basically kind of what an egg beater does. Although an egg beater does, however, shoot one straight every once in a while. Well, so is the clock right once in a while. But yeah, to tell us a little bit more day, about yourself. Are you, an athletic, clock. are you an athletic guy? Are you currently in shape? How much golf are you playing? Tell us a little bit about where you stand right now. Yeah, um, I'm, I probably have an athletic build. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I lift, lift weights and, and whatnot. But I probably play nine holes, really once a week if that um no more than that what sports you know, have, what sports have you played in the bat in the in the past uh patrick mostly just running i was a runner um nothing with with a bat or a swing which i imagine is part of my problem well so that's interesting uh, that's really really tough to take on this challenge how old are you ballpark if you don't like to share your age but how, how old are you uh, I'm 34. So you go all these years, and you didn't really play kind of a you know a bat and ball type of uh, sport before, and then you jump into it. So I think that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's there's good no stuff. question. That and we a 20 can... handicap, you should be proud of that. Yeah, I right think on. I got to tell you, Patrick. I don't know if you know this or not, but one percent of all the people that play golf can break a hundred. Is that I mean, right? Break eighty. Sorry, can break eighty. One percent of all the people can break eighty. So the okay. fact that you know where you're where you're playing is is very very good. And then after this uh, solve on on oh, whack yeah. and chase your man, we're talking about you'll be a twenty one. So it'll be a twenty five or not. So no. So have, you taken, have you taken any lessons, Patrick, or or how do you even go about it when you get out there? Well, uh, and Patrick, kinda... how's your equipment? How up to date are you on your equipment? Um, I had purchased new clubs a couple years ago. Um, you know, my, I, my driver is actually a loner, uh, from my father who, who plays. Um, but other than that, I mean, my, my irons are, you know, a few years old. Okay. And do you take lessons or how do you, how did you learn the game to this point? Well, I just kind of went out there and started swinging the club. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? Right That's awesome. Well, you like that, Jake, because you kind of want I, it to be bat and ball. Just go play. No, I do like that because that that starts your authentic swing in motion. And the thing is, when you start and you're 10 or 12 years old, Patrick, and you've watched you know Tiger Woods play on TV and things like that, it's one thing. When you start, you said you're 34, you've been playing a few years, so you start at 27 to 30. Your body is, you, you have all sorts of already preconceived ideas in there that you can't, you know, physically do. So what's what's the best shot you've ever hit in, in golf? Oh, um, I mean, every once in a while I'll hit a, you know, an iron. No, no, no. Or, no, 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 Patrick. You, Patrick, we want to know the best shot you've ever hit. Have you ever made one from off the green or made a long putt? Tell us about it. I have hit a hole in one. I have hit a hole in one. Okay, so now, I want to know what your face looked like. <laughs> were, were you like... Holy, how did that happen? I mean, get the surprise look off my face, or did you just pass out right on the tee? No, we were. I, I was actually playing with my dad, and uh, we were the only people on the course, it seemed like, except they paired us with this other guy. So he was there, and he was taking photos. I mean, he was more excited than we were. That's awesome. But, uh, that that's is awesome. incredible. How long, was the, how long was the hole? What iron did you hit, or what club did you hit? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was like 135. Five, probably, and I hit an eight iron. Good I remember for you. That. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, so, thank you. So, what's the best sports event other than your hole in one that you've ever been involved in, or just pops to your head? Maybe you weren't involved in it, but you just got to watch it. Oh, wow. Man, that's a really good question. I like, that to, put me I like, on the spot. I like to throw these people off a little bit, Jay. Jay's <laughs> over on the ground, gasping for air, laughing over Patrick, here. Patrick, I'm thinking it's a damn good question, too, because I'm, I'm trying to get back to the microphone. That's good. That is really good. Well, no, I want to get a sense of what's going on here. I first of all, Me too. First of all, think about it. Patrick was struggling to remember the best shot he ever hit. Then he says, oh, yeah, I got a hole in one. So I'm like, oh, no. I agree. No, this, this question, that was easy. Right. This one is a little harder, but. Right. Not that much harder. No. So kind of so dig into any sport that you can remember. What kind of pops out in your head that it was just a, a really great sport thing you were involved in or that you get to see? I saw uh, Butler play Duke for the national championship in person. I remember person. that game. In person. Good for you. In person. Yeah. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, that last shot was amazing. It just rimmed out. That's awesome. That's awesome. That that was definitely uh, a great basketball. NCAA uh, finals are always fantastic. Okay, so Jay, what else do you need to know from Patrick to uh, to get to a solve here? No, nothing. I've already got, I've already got wow. something. I okay. think it's really really going to help him. Should we go ahead and, and? I think you go to solve. I think he's ready. Patrick, I got to tell you, the the thing that you've got to do is incorporate your lower body. How far how far do you typically hit a drive? You said you're an athletic oh. build. You're how, how far do you typically hit a drive? Typically to 200. I mean, uh, yeah. And and that that, have, that that doesn't how does that how does that grab you? How does that make you feel? Not good. Yeah, really not bad. so good. So Patrick, what we've got to do is incorporate your lower body into this golf swing. Okay? We've got to get you using the bigger muscles from your shoulders through your knees, the the the, the uh, core part of your body, we got to get your quads in there. We've got to get your get you turning through there. And um, when you throw or or uh, swing from the top too much, it typically comes with like a reverse pivot. Meaning, when you come through the ball, I bet you're going to feel like your left hip almost goes backwards when you come down through there, and you wind up kind of with a lot of weight 
be on your right side and kind of behind the ball. What we want you to do, what I want you to do, is Google or YouTube either Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods hitting a driver and watch their lower body. And one of my favorites, and you could do this as well, is Sam Sneed, an old sequential shot of Sam Sneed. So, Patrick, check this out. Sam Sneed had a gorgeous swing. He's still the record holder for the most number of wins on the PGA Tour at 82. That's going to be surpassed by Tiger Woods eventually. But anyway, so by the time that he got – oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a little momentary senior moment here. By, so when um, Sam Steve was winding up and his backswing, um, his hips started moving through the ball and he would still have seven more frames on this video of his club going backwards. So what he was doing, Patrick, was building up a dynamic. Okay. okay, your swing, I know your swing has no dynamic. Everything is getting thrown from the top and thrown right at the ball, and your hips are just kind of staying in place, I'm imagining. Is yep. that, does that seem familiar? Absolutely. Okay, bud, so what I want you to do is take, there's a couple things. You have the step drill, so you start with, you can start with any club in your bag, but start with like a seven iron. Put the ball, put your feet together, and the ball in between your left and right foot, so the ball's going to be there. And on your backswing, start making your backswing, and when the club gets to waist high on your backswing, start taking a step to your left with your left foot. It's going to be so weird, but basically it's going to be getting Getting your hips engaged early, early, early in this swing. That that, that builds up to dynamic, causes that torque that you need. And to Jay's point, when you see the pictures of those guys you just talked about on the video, you will see that their belt buckles almost pointing at the target before they make contact. That's where you build up that torque and all that power, right, Jay? Is it's that, that simple, Patrick? It's that simple. Plug into those videos. It'll literally take you a minute, and then go out there and work on what we call the step, the step drill, and then soften the hell out of your hands, wrists, and arms. Soften those up so that that those hands, wrists, and arms can do whatever the hell they want to do coming through the ball. And look, you're going to be a ten handicap before you know it. <laughs> Maybe a five. <laughs> Well, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate you being a good sport. Thanks for the great stories and uh, and good luck with a nice uh, hole in one, Patrick. Yeah, what the? He, hey, there's a lot of players that are single digit play their whole life to never get one. So congratulations on that. That's a big deal. Way to go! And it had to be extra fun doing it with your dad. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. See you, Patrick. Bye, bye, Patrick. Well, thanks to Patrick for calling in. That was fun. And Patrick, uh, hole in one with it's his so dad. So funny. He when I asked him the question, "What's the best like golf thing that yeah, ever was, happened?" Like, he didn't. He didn't remember. No, I was like, "Oh yeah, I made a hole in one." I mean, come on, that's uh, that's great stuff. Well, that's going to wrap up the back nine. Uh, we'll be headed into the nineteenth hole after these messages. This is golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, come back, Pearlie and I are here on one hundred and one ESPN. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned.
they employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Well, thanks for staying uh, staying with us. Um, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. We've just finished 18 holes, and we are on the 19th hole. Um I'm your host, Jay Delsing. Got my buddy, Pearly, uh, John Perlis here with us. And, um, Pearly, we've got our buddy, Mike Duffy, the official sponsor of our 19th hole. We've got our second date arranged to go to the Richmond Heights store on August 23rd from 5 to 7 or later. You and I have been known to stay a little longer. A little longer. But we are going to have some games this time. My father always used to tell me, leave when the party's still going strong. Don't wait to the end. My wife never wants to do that. I always want to do that. You always want to leave while the party's going strong? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. I want to go. I want to. I, I know wanna, you do. I know you I do. I want to help people like pick up all the, the stuff that's <laughs> yeah. left on the floor or maybe eat some of it. Oh, you're no kidding. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hard to believe that we got along as well as we have with those kind of. Uh, yeah, because I also have the two-minute warning in effect. When I'm tired, two-minute warning. My buddy, yeah, you're, uh, you're buddy, awful. You can fall asleep standing up. Well, a buddy of mine from Michigan told me this high school buddy, uh, Alan, really, really great guy, and he would call a two-minute warning. And he wouldn't be mad or anything, but he would just say to his wife, two minutes. That means within two minutes, he's going to be sleeping somewhere. If she said, hey, I'm going to have a good time. We're not leaving. He's looking, for, he's looking for a closet. Go to the closet. And, yep. and, that, and he would just lay down and go to sleep. Then yep. she would have to find him like an hour later, try to get him up or drag him out to the car. And uh, it worked out good. I, I like that. That was a good attitude, I hey, thought. Hey, this, this next Mike Duffy's, we might have a live uh, kind of a spontaneous whack and chase. We don't know what we're going to have. But I will promise you we're going to have some games. We're going to have some giveaways. What's one of the games you were talking about? Well, there's this beer pong golf chipping game that I bought that – it's going to be Let's fun. Explain it a little bit. So you got to chip the balls into these little areas, and if you chip it into this area, you get, uh, you know, I'll Cocktail. buy you a beer. Okay. I like and it. if you don't, I'll buy you two beers. Okay. You know, like you, you like got to try like to figure it. that out. Um, oh, no. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, FedEx Cup. Okay. One of the coolest things about being a modern-day tour player is, okay, so let me ask you this. I know you follow golf. Mm-hmm. I know you, you may or may not know about the FedEx Cup. Do you have any idea what the total spend is for FedEx on the FedEx Cup with the PGA Tour. This is not, this is just this purse. I'm not talking about So what's the playoff and stuff like and stuff you're talking what about? Are the, what is, so if you are involved as a PGA Tour player in the FedEx Cup. How well, much you playing for? How much you playing for? Not a clue. I have no clue, Jay. Take a guess and then double it. Five million. And you doubled it? Well, so yeah. saying t- oh, no, I'm sorry. I know they win 10 at the end, so sorry. Uh, 20 million. Sixty million dollars! Wow. wow, sixty million. The the winner of the FedEx Cup this year gets fifteen million. I remember when it was ten, which is unbelievable number. Now it's fifteen. Unbelievable! Yikes. But the party doesn't end there. I know you like to go home a little early, so you might miss the fact that there's the Wyndham Top Ten. Do you know what the Wyndham Top 10 is? So what's the Wyndham Top 10? Yeah, no, I don't know what it, it is. It is a deal that Wyndham Hotels, who actually is a title sponsor for the last event before 
the FedEx Cup playoff start down at, at Sedgefield, okay. down in Greensboro. Okay. Uh, cool course, cool tournament, great history in Greensboro. They throw in $10 million for the top 10 people in the FedEx Cup standings to split. The top 10 finishers in FedEx or at the time of their tournament? No, top 10 finishers. Wow. So that means you win the FedEx Cup and you get 15. Wyndham over here is going to throw you two. If you just happen to, you know, just you strayed into the 10th place spot for the FedEx Cup, you get 500 grand. And how much from Wyndham? No, five hundred grand from Wyndham. Oh, that's that. Even, how much from FedEx? That's not. I gotta look for. I gotta look for my uh, probably info, another million but, or no, two I million got or it. something. Oh, it's it's huge money, Jeez. and I've got it. I've got it right here somewhere. So Jay, how do you even relate to that from from when you played? Well, By the I way, can't. you didn't play that many years ago, and no. those numbers were nowhere near the vicinity. I remember you used to. It used to be exciting when there was a, a car for a hole in one, and the car was worth about. $9,250. Exactly. And then you didn't get it because if you didn't make it on Sunday. So you asked me, how much money is is 10th place worth in the FedEx Cup? Yeah. $900,000. And then he went another half million from Wyndham. Yep. And he went another half million there's, from there's Wyndham. The, that's a pretty good year right there. Yeah. And then we're not finished with all the fun. What else is there? Aon, which is a phenomenal company. I've known some some top executives, the Donnie brothers, Tim and Tom Donnie, are great friends of mine, great supporters of the game of golf. Love the Evan Scholarship Foundation. Aon is a, a a risk management insurance company. So they figure this out. They've they've donated a million bucks on the LPGA and the PGA tours. They've designated sixty five holes throughout the year. They're going to compile everybody's score. Whoever scores the lowest on those 65 holes will get $1 million. 65 holes. So do, can, do we know what those holes are? Yeah. Can you look oh, it up yeah. somewhere? Oh, okay. yeah, for sure. For and it's sure. just random holes throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, because they want str- the strategy or our favorite President Bush, the strategery yeah, yeah. of the whole thing involved. So we're going to have some strategery, and then you got to figure out the odds, and you got to do all that. And you're going to get a million bucks. What if you're? What if you don't play all those holes? What if you don't make the cut? Or yeah, if you don't make not the cut. make the cut. What if you didn't get in the tournament? Then you're out. Well, yeah, you don't. You, you don't have to qualify. qualify. Yeah, well, that, that, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Think about it. I know somebody could be no, no, no kicking everybody's button and not play one of the holes. Well, yeah, and, I mean, there's got to be a minimum. There's got to be a oh, minimum man. number of anyway. The the bottom line is, what a great deal to be a PGA Tour yeah, player right yeah. now. Incredible. Come on, incredible. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, man, where the hell did this show go? This show just flew by. It was really fun. Uh, Pearly, thank you for being with me again. Loved it, Jay. Uh, this was a great show. Meet, man. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how we do it. I, I don't well, even do know. Do I don't even know if we're doing it, but <laughs> we we are doing it. It's golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. 
You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.